Hello, everybody, and welcome to another Phanthropological Minisode. Uh, I'm Nick G. With me are Nick T. and Nick Z. And today we are here to, if not answer, at least talk a bit about the question, do creators matter? Gentlemen. In the broad sense, yes. Creators absolutely matter in terms of content creation. Like, obviously, there wouldn't be media to consume if we didn't have creators. But I think you're actually asking a slightly different question. I think what you're saying is in a different context, though. Yeah, I'm saying, like, once it's out there in the world, uh, does the, you know, the actions and opinions and views of the person who created it, does it interact with the thing that they've made? Or is it, or is it not theirs anymore? Oh, man, that is not where I was expecting that to go. <laughs> I'm not prepared for this. Because immediately I was going to say, yeah, like the creator matters. Like if they're a racist hole, yeah, don't consume that content. But what you're asking is not that. So I have to rethink where I was going with this. Well, it kind of it's it's, it's all it's all tied up in the same thing, right? It's like like it's, it's hard to uh, disconnect the two. But I mean, I mean, the question ultimately is, is does one ultimately continue to reflect on the other? A healthy dose of, uh, of new criticism there. Oh, yeah, that word I get to throw around like I know what it means, along with ontologies. Close reading. Reading so close you don't have to look at the author's tweets is what close reading means. Oh, please don't in some cases. <laughs> okay, I, I'm still going to go. With, I'm going to stick to my guns. The creator matters. If there is content that has a problematic creator, then absolutely like that does reflect on the, the work. You can try to distance it and you can acknowledge that the work is different from the creator. But it seems almost impossible for some of that to not bleed through into the work. I really want to play devil's advocate here because that's that's also my opinion. But no, I want to, I want to play devil's advocate for the other side that it it doesn't matter. You know, they can be the, the worst person ever, but that's not very easy to defend because there's one golden thread connecting anybody who creates anything to what they've created. Money. If they're being paid... In any way, shape, or form, when people look at what they've made, and that's helping them live, is that still a connection? Is that, is that people voting with their dollars, supporting that person's ideas, beliefs, even if those ideas and beliefs aren't in there? Like, if it, if it came out that uh, certain authors of giant series about children going to certain schools to teach certain magics, or rather to learn certain magics was a terrible person would that matter yes to some Ooh. here's the thing voting with your dollars the dollars don't say anything all the dollars say is approval <laughs> regardless of what you're thinking when you're buying it the dollars say i support this thing however you know we have an example of of a book by a problematic person which it's like that's that's their revenue stream and then like if you don't support them and if you know you, you don't want to support the way that they live their life or what their views are you don't buy the book i'll take the example of a movie or tv show where you have the creator but you also have like hundreds of other people who worked on the thing so how, how does that how does that play into it even when you have a big thing that is made up of many different people the fact of the matter is it's still led by a certain group of people. When we take a look at a company and we're like, oh, this company was bad. It's not often bad because like the people at the bottom are bad. It's often bad because of the culture that exists. And for an example, by allowing works that are problematic or works that are not problematic, but are created by problematic creators, we allow those to sit in the public culture, whether or not we vote with our dollars, whether or not we like stream it or consume it illegally. 
Like that becomes part of the dominant culture. And that's what the real problem is in, in your context of, you know, what about these things that are made by lots of people? I don't care that it's made by lots of people because really most of the people that make that do not get to make any decisions. They do not really have any say in things. I mean, I mean, you're, you're right about that. There, there aren't, there aren't very many people making creative decisions. Usually it's like the director, the editor, maybe the, if it's like an adaptation, maybe a little bit of that. But those are those are some big influences right there, like in uh, Thor Ragnarok, where Valkyrie's uh, love interest, who is also a woman, when that scene was cut out, is that the editor? Is that the creator? Or sorry, the um, director? Like who was it? I don't know, but it's probably not the grips decision. No, and, that, and that's a little bit different because that's talking about a work, and whereas in this situation we're talking about like the relationship between an artist and their creation. Which, um, in this case, puts, like, quite a few people between it. Is that what you're saying? Well, I was, uh, you know, popping open a newspaper last few days, you know, you hear about this fella, James Gunn, tweeting years ago about uh, rape jokes and pedophilia jokes and that kind of thing. Got him fired from working on Guardians 3 because he was working on Guardians 1 and 2. Are those two movies now untouchables? I don't know very much about the, the James Gunn situation, but if I were to set that aside, what I was going to say was there's, there's a separate problem, which is like a tangent of a tangent, which is that people aren't perfect. Mm-hmm. That's true. And so I think there's a, there's a difference between a, a person or people who have made mistakes and have learned from them and mm-hmm. people who are, you know, have continually problematic ideas. I don't know what the situation with James Gunn is. I have read as an example in that particular scenario that maybe he is a person who made some mistakes and has done things to correct them. But I don't honestly know. So I don't want to try to center too much on that. Like in the case of somebody who did horrible things in the past, in the past and then horrible things today, like absolutely like let's boycott (laughs) guardians of the gal or let's at least be aware that guardians of the galaxy two was made by some jerk. But like, I I don't know. I don't know enough about that story. Mm -hmm. Hmm. So you'd be on board with the uh, the boycott of Ender's Game, because as far as I know, Orson Scott Card continues to support anti-same-sex uh, causes and whatnot. I I saw Ender's Game. It was it was okay. <laughs> I again didn't know enough about the situation there. Yeah, I feel like in most situations, rather than trying to figure out if everything that a person does is problematic, I'd rather just try to find and support people that, <laughs> that are more marginalized. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, it's inevitable that, uh, like, a good, here's a good example of this. So, Looney Tunes cartoons. Like, uh, if you go back far enough, and maybe far enough far enough isn't that far, <laughs> you can get some really problematic cartoons by today's standards. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And by yesterday's standards, they were not. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we can't change that. There's going to be stuff that we do today that people are gonna like, how could people do that? <laughs> yeah. And that, too, is unavoidable. But, like, acknowledging mm-hmm. that, and the Warner Brothers does this they included a disclaimer at the front that's like these were different times but we're not going to censor it because that's not right either that would erase those events from history yeah uh so i feel like at least in that case just people being aware of the of the relationship between the art and the artist makes a big difference so that old stuff that that not so that could be better stuff could be better Uh, uh yeah uh, for more brothers, for example, uh, is it okay to buy that? Is it okay to watch that now? 
is this whole episode boiling down to like uh what is it purity politics i mean in the case of warner brothers i like anybody who grew up watching those things and like is 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 at least like a little well got one eye open level of woke today uh knows that they're problematic hearing that warner brothers has those little disclaimers on the front of them would make me feel better about buying them because it's acknowledged and because yeah. as he was saying it shows that uh, they've made they know that they've made mistakes in the past but they're also learning and trying to i mean they can't go back in time and fix them but they're acknowledging them they're making other people making their audience aware that they themselves are aware that these things are not great the whole thing about is it okay is it not okay that that itself is a problem because there are you are never going to find a work that doesn't have a problem with it and you're never going to find a creator that doesn't have some problem and if we just say well we can never watch this because there's some misogyny in it or because there's some um racism or or sexism or or whatnot then like i mean okay we can work towards a world where those things don't exist but also that would mean that there are some things that you could enjoy for other reasons that just happen to feature those elements that you can't enjoy anymore. Like, I don't know if you look at a whole shelf of anime, like the one behind me, <laughs> there's definitely tons of problematic elements with the, the, the anime and the creators. That doesn't mean that I can't enjoy them because I can look at them critically and, and mm-hmm. know what they are for what they are. And if we just wrote that off, then you'd have yeah. like a really milk toast list of things that anyone <laughs> can consume. Yeah, ditto with pro wrestling <laughs> from about the same time. It's rough. Oh, man. It's real rough. Even if I, <laughs> even if I was on board with all like the, the sort of ridiculous racism and misogyny that were in there, I still wouldn't rewatch it because it it's not entertaining. I was entertained when I was 15. <laughs> Definitely not now. Yeah, like uh, that, there's a good example. Like Ed McMahon, right? Head of... Um wwe vince mcmahon vince mcmahon i'm bad with wrestling it's okay um guy guy's pretty problematic right yeah but like wwe is your one of the only kinds of wrestling you can like i know there's many other promotions yeah but like they're the biggest one by a large margin yeah and you're like well i'm never gonna pay money i'm never gonna consume wwe content well not only does that mean you'll never get to see something that you enjoy it also means you can't fix something that that is that is broken, and as yeah. as as you would, I'm sure you would agree, G, that it is, WWE is broken in many many different ways. Yep, <laughs> they get neither my money nor my time. <laughs> fix it. I'm not. I'm not waiting around. Is there an angle of like possibility of change or possibility of rehabilitation or something with a creator that's problematic? If they were, if they're dead, mm-hmm. it is, is it as much of a problem as if they are alive and currently problematic? <laughs> That's a good question. For me, it would come, to, I, I mean, I say for me, but there's probably a lot of unexamined stuff from dead people that I've, uh, I've looked at and consumed and whatnot and read and whatever. Get that, get that button ready. John Lennon, complete asshole. <laughs> not, not a secret either no no I, not at all i was gonna say other people who are dead who have caused problems uh as creators yeah. ayn rand yeah yeah the, the glib answer is yeah that they can still <laughs> dead dead creators can still cause problems but i mean 
we we can't can't do as much about that. Don't want to ban books. That's a that's a really bad idea. That's not a that's not a good way to go. Gotta have those books around. Coming back to the uh, the money angle, it's uh, probably a lot of legwork for most people. I would say for almost all people. But like, even if uh, an author is, is dead, just knowing where that's that, that uh, fifty cents from the purchase of their book from chapters or whatever that uh, goes to them or their estate, knowing what what that might be going to uh, be a good thing. You may have noticed I've been fence fence setting for the entire episode. I I'm not really sure. On one hand, I think I think you should be like the, like the best thing you can be is like kind of educated about the context of the media that you're yeah. watching, right? Yeah. And sometimes that means not watching it. If it's like, this is, this is not what I want. This, this person don't want to support this person that espouses these views or that this content espouses these views. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it just means like, ex- like looking at it critically and kind of taking from it. Why, why that's not a good thing to be out there. And it seems like content that is problematic is almost easier to deal with than, than just unabashedly like pretty good content by people that are problematic. Yeah. That's definitely a, a fine line to walk. Like problematic content, it, it's like if you didn't know the author and you don't need it because you have the context, it is the work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you have a problematic creator, it's trickier because it's like what is going to rear its ugly head when you start digging into it? Mm-hmm. <sighs> I don't know if I want to watch Baby Driver again, for example. Oof. Wait, wait, what? Kevin Spacey's uh, yeah, Baby yeah. Driver. Uh... Yeah, but it's directed by Edgar Wright, so maybe it's not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. I don't know how important like an actor <laughs> playing a role in a, f- a film yeah. versus like a director versus a writer. I'm sure there were there were decisions made, but it, like again, different spheres of influence. Yeah, gotten exactly nowhere, but we certainly said some words. Yeah, <laughs> I think we I think we've laid some things out. I, it's not like we were gonna have a unanimous. Well, this is obviously what you should do. There's I mean, no way. No, no. You, got to be aware of stuff but i mean if you're aware of it and then you avoid it because of that awareness then you know it very easily tips into things like book burning or banning those forms of expression um those kinds of expression but like freedom of speech is about saying you know what you want but the thing with that is that freedom of speech is also about there being consequences for what you say nonetheless so it's good to be aware of the people who make the stuff you enjoy and, you know, what might or might not be in that stuff. Never, I've never read Ender's Game and I've never saw them. I never saw the movie. Didn't see the movie because I just never lined up to see it. Never read the books because, I don't know, it just wasn't something that I ever had put in front of me as a kid or sought out as an adult. But from what I know, like, there's nothing homophobic in the books and I am ready to be to be told I'm wrong because that's seems like a possible thing that could come across in there but it's not like it's a series of books about homophobic characters or like same sex couples not never ever having happy endings because I know that that's a trope in a lot of fiction where there are those characters and maybe the creators or maybe the time the context isn't quite uh, so accepting of like the whole LGBTQ community. But like, I think awareness, I mean, unless you want to come down hard and say, okay, I'm going to fact check and background check every creator of everything I've ever watched and will watch in the future. 
and try to avoid things that are problematic or that I find problematic. But then you get into like, what's what's your subjective definition of problematic? And, you know, maybe um, homophobia is problematic for some people. Racism isn't problematic for those people. You know, it's it gets pretty messy, potentially. So it might be the status quo. <laughs> it might not be some shocking revelation that's going to shake our listeners to the very core. But I think being aware is very important. Well, since Z had a chance for a conclusion, I'm just going to say, let's all try not to to consume media that hurts other people. Is that something we can do? I think we can agree on that. Yeah. And don't give platforms to people that want to hurt other people. Is that that's a good start? Yeah. That gives us yeah. that, that gives us something slightly better than where we were before. <laughs> let's just <laughs> let's just get along. You guys, everybody. Peace and love. Peace and love. Exactly. Yep, we're warning you with peace and love. Peace and love. And with that, uh, ends another uh, Phanthropological mini-sode. If there's a question that you would like to hear us tackle on one of these mini-sodes, do email it to nick at thenixcast.com or hit us up on Twitter at thenixcast. 14Z, I am Nick G, and we'll talk to you next time.